Welcome back to We Are BU, a podcast brought to you by Bethel University Athletics and Eyes Up Mindset. I'm John Shirky here with my friend, my co-host, my teammate, Jamie Wagner, back for another episode. And this one for us is incredibly personal, Jamie, because it's football, but all of Bethel athletics are incredibly important, but we get to highlight football today. Yeah. And, uh, I've said it in the first couple episodes, but getting to have these conversations is so life-giving and I hope it's life-giving for those of you that are listening out there to hear the words that we've heard before still being said. I, you know, I was listening to a, to a book uh, the other day and it was talking about this thing that we do in repetition becomes the thing that becomes who we are, right? It becomes yeah. transformational and this, this really cool thing if we allow it. Right. And that's kind of a theme in the conversation today. We get to talk to Paul Swan, running backs coach, film master extraordinaire, who has an unbelievable story about how he got to Bethel and how he's still there through this awesome time that he's he's been there and and just his experience and then we get to to catch up with some really cool other people who else we talked to today we got i mean jaron rosty starting quarterback he's in the middle of you know an incredible season but and also an incredible off the field things that he's got going on right now i can't wait to share that with you you probably if you're listening to this and you know don't know who he is i mean he's got articles out there about him the whole thing but even better is he's a humble dude Who's willing to give his gifts, give his heart away, and and then we finish it up with Jay Hillbrands, the alumni for this episode, who's working out at the University of Washington as a, an associate athletic director, and and he's just got some really cool experiences and and things from his time at Bethel that have again created who he is today and and his walk. And I just think it's so cool to see, you know, we had Katie Larson on last week and, and you get Trent Anderson, these alums that are doing very different things. Trent's, you know, coaching and teaching Katie's in the medical field, Jay's in healthcare, and they're all just pouring into people, right? They're pouring into people and growing people where they are, right? That's where they're been, been called to serve. And in that way, they're doing it in an amazing way. And uh, we are so well prepared to live and to give because of of how much the sports program and the university have given to us and and we're excited to give this conversation to you guys bethel university football here we go coach paul swan or most people call him swanee you were our coach when we were there coach uh man Every time we get to do this, Jamie, this is such a blessing for us to to talk to people that have poured into us so much. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we uh, we can think back real fondly to so many small moments, and I think that's one of my favorite things about my college football experience. We all remember the big moments. We have those things, but the little moments were so, so valuable um, you know, just a conversation in the hallway. And that was one thing that I always appreciated about you. You were always willing to stop and talk. Your office door was always open. If we needed some film, what is your role particularly? Because I think you, you wear a lot of hats. Well, I'm, I'm the running backs coach, first of all. And that's 
Um, I mean, that's my main interest and focus, but I do do all of the film editing and uh, collecting film from the opponents and breaking it down and getting it to coaches and players. And so I probably spend a lot more time doing that than I do actually coaching the running backs, but uh, uh, I've got a great group of backs. They always have had, they, they coach themselves. They teach me a lot more than I teach them. So uh, yeah. So I coach the running backs and do the film. That's basically it. So speaking of running backs, coach, you've had two all Americans while you were there. I want to know what secrets did you give Phil and Logan to, to turn them into all Americans? I basically stayed out of their way. Uh, I always tell my guys, the last time I carried a football in a football game was 1964. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll teach you where you need to be and when you need to be there and how to get there. After that, uh, you're on your own. So uh, those guys were unbelievable talent. You know, my first year was Mike Johnson was here, who was, yeah. he was a senior. As a junior, he was an All-American and um, really thankful for him. He taught me a lot about you know, what college football running back and stuff was all about. So, but I've been blessed with great, greatly talented kids over the years. They've made me look really good. Uh, I got to be there for, for Phil and Logan, right? I got to be part of Phil and part of Logan and they're special, special guys, period, not just special talent, special dudes, you know? And I think that's one of the things that you can't ignore about the Bethel experience is kind of the more, kind of the more, the more on-field success they have, the more you want to just be around them as people because they grow you and they challenge you and they push you in ways that are, are really, really cool. And I think, obviously, you're a part of that. Well, they challenge me and, and, uh, and encourage me every day, way more than I do them. I, it's, uh, it's a blessing to coach kids like we get to coach here and I believe firmly that a lot of our on-field success is due to the kind of character and uh, the care our guys have for each other and the way they look out for each other and love each other so that's huge so coach we we try to talk about it sometimes and you know we host another podcast which you which you know um, and we we talk about it on there and we try to quantify it and sometimes it's hard for us because having experienced it we just know what it was like and we feel it and we live it every day the gifts and the tools that were given to us how would you kind of quantify that character how you live on and off the field how you go to practice every day what what is it about Bethel football that is makes it such an incredible experience well you guys brought up uh, Logan and Phil and uh, there's another character in that scenario called guy by the name of Jared Bangs you guys I'm sure know um you know, he sat behind Porter for three years, and Jared was a really good player. He he had some big moments uh, when Phil. I remember in two thousand six, Phil got hurt at St. John's, and Jared stepped in and did an amazing job. And so he's the heir apparent his senior year. He's the guy. You know, he's waited three years for it. And uh, so we go down to to uh, Buena Vista, and he started. He played really well, but we didn't win, and it was a it was just one of those rotten days. And uh, we came back the next week against Simpson and uh, we were struggling and Logan went in and we went off and uh, I, I walk into my office on Monday morning and Jared's sitting there and he says, coach, I know that Logan's say, here I go. <laughs> says, I know Logan's going to be the starter. He said, but I just want you to trust me. And every film session from that day on, he sat right by Logan and he taught him everything he could teach him knowing full well that. Logan was the guy and he was, but whenever 
whenever it was Jared's turn, he stepped up. He was always ready. So I think that really, to me, says more about what Bethel football is all about than anything I could say. Yeah, that that constant like show up and take the role that you've been given and understand that you still have something to give in that role. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was there for that. I got to see Logan's coming out party against Concordia the next week after Simpson, Logan blows up right. the next week. We win 48, right. 45 in a triple overtime game. And Logan right. has, you know, he's, he's the reason yeah. we win the game. Yeah. And yeah. Jared knew that Monday, you know, and the things that he did. Again, I, he helped Logan, again, he I, helped Logan so much and uh, taught him so much and was always there for him. And it just, it's just a cool thing. Just a really cool thing. So I, there's a million of those stories, coach. And I, right. in my head, I'm thinking of not only the guys that we played with, you know, Jared Hall, AJ yeah. Parnell, yeah. you know, those guys that were incredibly influential to, to their teammates, to the program, to everybody around them that were really good players that didn't play a ton because there were other guys, right? right. And they supported them and they stood behind them. And then you go back to, I mean, Swanee, you and I go back a long ways to, uh, you know, my brothers being there before me and, and I can re- just in my head picture every, every Saturday, my dad going and giving you a hug. And, yeah. um, uh, but, but I think back to even those days where it's, there's guys that are really good that aren't playing, but they're right. still there. And I think, you know, in this day and age where we where especially now with the transfer portal and all of this me stuff and the social media and get mine and all this stuff, how does Bethel continue to have these guys show up that say, Hey, I'm just going to pour into my teammates. If I play great. If my time comes, I'm going to be ready. If not, I'm going to, I'm going to fulfill my role. Well, I think, I think it's modeled by the coaches and then these young guys come in and they see seniors that are pouring themselves into our team and not getting to play. And I just think it's a culture thing that, you know, coach Jay is, has just built an amazing culture here. And, uh, you know, it, we always tell our guys, this place will change your life if you let it. And um, our young guys come in and, you know, some of them it takes longer than others, but uh, uh, they buy in, you know, because it's modeled day after day, the selflessness and the, the love for your teammates. And, you know, you hear a lot about brotherhood and teams and everybody talks about it. And, um I just think ours is unique. And like you guys say, you can't, you can't really put it into words. Well, that model is so crucial, right? You have to be seeing it consistently and then knowing that it's okay. I I talk with coaches and teams all the time about you got to show them that it's possible and then it doesn't feel so weird, right? To to walk through the door and actually do it. My question about that is, did you see that from the very beginning when your son was playing? Because you have a really unique story that, that is not yeah. normal, right? You you don't yeah. live in the cities most of the year. You don't <laughs> live in St. Paul most of the year. Yeah. What brought you there? How did you get into this role? Well, it's a it's a great question, and it's it's a fun story to tell. When I came here on a recruiting visit, recruiting visit with my son, Eric, uh, and this, this would have been in the spring of 95. And I get sat with Coach Jay's office and watched him cry, and he made me cry. And you know, as I knew right away that I wanted to be at Bethel. I didn't know my, I don't know if Eric did or not, but uh, I knew I did. And uh, so he he decided to come here, and I came like you were saying, John. Every game I was at, and and he didn't play much as a freshman. He played a little bit, and 
uh, then became a starter and then got hurt and missed his senior year. And, uh, but just the whole experience, they, they allowed me to have breakfast. Coaches allowed me to come and have breakfast with them and sit in the meeting, pregame meetings. And uh, we're sitting, I'm sitting by my wife in the bleachers, the first, first game at Beth I'd ever been to at Bethel. And I said, I leaned over and I said, you know, it'd be really awesome to coach here. Who knew? Who knew that would happen? No. And now 20 years later, I'm still here. So it's crazy. My wife's, uh, she's unbelievable. I mean, uh, most wives wouldn't put up with their husband leaving home for four months and coaching football. But uh, she loves Beth. She loves our kids basically because she knows how, how much I love and how happy they make me. But she's awesome. Kathy is her name, by the way. <laughs> so if, if you're out there listening and you don't know uh, Swanee's story, he lives in Illinois most of the year, Was there, is a retired teacher and coach, and still coaches there, right, in the winter coach, still? Right, still coaching basketball. Still let me hang around. School. Yep. Yep. Still let me um, hang around. And such an incredible gift of service and uh, just, again, giving of yourself to a, a place and a program to build other others. And I, <laughs> Just an incredible example. So, Coach, what? Well, you, you need to know one thing. You need to know that, you know, people talk about my sacrifice and what I give, and, and I don't ever look at it that way. I've gotten so much more from Bethel than I could have ever given. It's usually how it goes, yeah. if you're willing. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but. I'll interrupt anytime. <laughs> no, that that thing that you're saying, right, this – if you're willing, right? right? It'll transform you if you're willing. If yep. you go and you give, you're going to be open to getting in a way that is is so valuable. That's something I had no conceptualization of prior right. to walking in the door there. Right, right. You know, like right. I, I couldn't have ever articulated that up until the moment when I started to see it. You know what I mean? Right. And right. Yeah. I, I think that the thing we, we say is that we, we don't understand it, right? We, we don't understand how you can choose. I'm going to go and live somewhere else for four years or for four months every year and to do it for as long as you've done it. And so we look at that and we say, that's a sacrifice. And the thing that we know deep down, those of us that have been there and done it is like, yeah, I, yeah, I would do that too. <laughs> I would go, I would yeah. go and yeah. live and experience yeah. that thing too. If I could, if I had that, had that opportunity, it wouldn't feel like a sacrifice and that in itself speaks to the value, right? Speaks to the joy, speaks to the heartfulness yeah. of, of what that place offers. Yeah. Can you speak to how that tying of faith to sports frees the Bethel football team and the Bethel programs generally to go and chase well, excellence in a really cool way? Well, I, I would say this, you know, Bethel University and, and the football, it's based on the fact that Jesus Christ sent his son to die for us. Yeah. And so how dare we not run and be free and, and give everything we have to our program, to each other, and to the university? I mean, how dare we not do that? And so I think that's what that basis of our program is what frees us up to, to do what we do. You know, I mean, we got a bunch of guys that are, you know, they love Jesus and they're, they're soft-hearted guys, but they're, they're tough suckers as well. So you hear coach Jay say that all the time, but, but I really believe it's true. You know, 
we're, we're a lot better than people think we should be because we're a Christian school and, uh, but we're, you know, we got some, we got some tough suckers here and not just, not just strength or hitting hard or just, just tough people who do the right thing day after day and pour into each other day after day. Well, that's what you spoke to with Banks too, right? That right, like absolutely. Jared, that is that is a toughness conversation. That oh, is not absolutely. A, that is not a I'm like feel bad for myself. I got to step up and do the right yeah. thing, even though it's incredibly challenging. That that's it. That's an example of toughness. Absolutely, now, it takes it takes a man to do what he did. I mean, that it was an incredible story for him. Yeah, Coach, I, we've we've managed to go. I don't know, fifteen. 17 minutes, something like that, and not even talk about where we're at right now. Talk a little bit about this year's team, where we're headed, where we're, where we're sitting. Well, we got a big game tomorrow with Augsburg. Obviously, the winner of that game will uh, play St. John's next weekend for the, for the conference championship and the automatic playoff bid. So we're in playoff mode right now, you know. So, uh, but we've had a great year. Our guys have played really well and, uh, you know, uh, we've overcome some things and uh, it's just been neat to see them pull together. And uh, I tell my running backs all the time, I, I love the way we work and I love the way we care for each other and, uh, you know, go out and, and uh, we want to play as hard as we can for as long as we can. And we think we can do that longer than most teams. And that's, that's what we try to do every week. And can you speak we'll to try, the depth? That's what we'll try to do tomorrow. Can you speak to some of the depth that is has to be inherent in that and how guys say, you know what, I'm going to give everything I got. And when I don't, the guy behind me, you know, I think especially in the running back room for the last 10 years, it's been kind of a, it, you know, since Logan was done, because it was yeah. Mike, Mike Johnson set the Mayak record, then Phil set the Mayak record, then Logan set the Mayak record, kind of keep raising the bar. And then once Logan was done, it's right. like, now nah, we're going to have a bunch of guys that can carry yeah. the rock that, and do it. And, and you that's guys are exactly still in that what place. we've had. Yeah, we have. And the running back room this year is it's as deep a group as I can remember having in my time here. We've got some really good players that are, you know, fourth and fifth in line. And uh, but uh, I trust every one of them to go in. I mean, I, I put any one of them in the game and trust them. And um, so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's huge. I mean, you got to practice like you're like you're going to like you're going to play, even if you may not. You know, and that's what our guys do. Swanee, you got anything else you want to share with us? Any nuggets of wisdom? I feel like I feel like I don't, I don't always have the right question to ask you because I'm used to. Well, that's all right. Listening. I, I don't. I don't know that I have any any pearls of wisdom. You know, God's been so good to me, and He's blessed me with good health. And uh, you know, I'm I'm a little long in the tooth, but I'm still able to to uh, to do this and hopefully do a good job. And uh, uh, just just thankful and grateful that I that God led me here to Bethel. Uh, it's, it's changed my life and, uh, taught me a lot of great lessons. So, do, you, do you have any sense? Ha, 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 of, go ahead. Do you have any sense? Uh, is it a year to year decision or is it like, I mean, you say you're getting a little long in the tooth. We know you got energy for days, Swanee, but, um, do you, do you have any sense of how long you're going to continue to be here and serving in this way? I mean, I don't want I, I want to go as long as I'm still valuable and, can do it. And, um, I sign one year contracts every year. Let's put it that way. 
you and LeBron both, right? Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, the, comp- know. You know, I'm sure I, the compensation I is similar too. You and LeBron, one-year contracts. Yeah, 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 yeah. He makes a little more than I do, but that's okay. No, I just, uh, you know, the, I think the biggest thing I've learned at being at Bethel is, is happy is the man who's grateful. And uh, that would be my, that would be my words to leave with you. And it's such a, such an incredibly simple statement and yet difficult to do sometimes, but when you are able to do it, it changes your life. It changes how you live, your relationships. And, and we say it all the time, the people there changed us, not, not the football, the football part of it is bonus. It's extra. It's the cherry on the top, right? But it's the people that really transform that place. And, and you are a huge part of that program, that community and, and the lives that you have touched is just innumerable. So thank you from, from me. I wish I could give you a hug and uh, some, sometime soon we'll do it again. Yes, sir. Thank you guys. I appreciate you guys so much. Very proud of what you're doing. Keep up the good work. Love you guys. Love you too, Swan. Love you too, Swan. Thanks. So I, I was remiss to not ask this when when it came up, but I'm very curious as to how you, how does this process get going where you end up at Bethel? Do, do you reach out? Does Coach Jay reach out to you? What? How does that happen? Well, I made that comment to my wife at the game. It was just a very offhanded comment. And I never, I never ever gave it another thought that it would ever that I would ever do it. And so I'm getting ready to retire. And, uh, and in the meantime, coach Jay and I had become pretty good friends. He would visit Chicago, stay at my house, his kids, I would, we'd go to cub games and hang out. And so he calls me and says, you know, I want you to think about coming up here and coaching. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sure. And, uh, so I, I know I thought about it. I knew it was something I would, would love to do, but I didn't know how it was going to work out. I know I wasn't going to ask my wife to move. And so I, I molded around for a while. One day I just said out of the blue, I said, Kathy, what would you think if I went and stayed up in Minnesota and coached football at Bethel? She said, I think it would be awesome. You need to do it. And so right away she, she gave, I don't know if she wanted to get rid of me or, or what, but uh, right away she gave her blessing on it. And uh, my kids were not on board right away. Eric was, Eric was actually pretty mad at me. He said, why, why would you do that? Why would you leave mom? And, and uh, so that, that bothered me for a while. My daughter was, she couldn't understand it. And so I asked her one day, I said, well, you know what, what would you think if I was a big league baseball umpire? Oh man, that would be really cool. As you know, those guys are on the road seven months a year. They're never home. She, oh yeah. So she kind of got on board with it. She couldn't understand why I didn't do it at Wheaton or Trinity. She just didn't understand, you know, that I wanted to be at Bethel. And then, so I went ahead and finally, finally I decided I'm going to do this. And I don't need Eric's permission, but, you know, I'd, I'd like to have it. I'd like to have his blessing. And so I made the decision. I told the people, coaches at Stevenson. And then I, within three days, I got an email from Eric saying, we're going to have a blast with you up here. So, uh, so I've lived with him off and on the whole time I've been up here. I'm living with him and his family right now. So, so that's kind of how it all happened. And I was going to come up and help coach Jay with the offensive line. And then during that summer, the uh, running backs coach quit. He said, hey, I want you to coach the running backs. And I said, man, okay. So, man, I didn't know what I was getting in, in for or anything, but uh, it's been a fun, it's been a fun, fun deal to, to see, you know, just to see how it's grown, how our program has grown and uh, 
how I've grown as a person, as a coach, as a dad and husband. And uh, it's just been really cool. So no, I didn't seek it out. It just, just kind of happened. And uh, the rest, as they say, is history. So Swanee, how, how do you make that work with your, with your marriage? You've been married a long time and, yeah. and to don't ask 20, me how many, I, have to I, that, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare. I think it's so, 47, but anyway, that's again, that's a great question. And honestly, it was a wonderful thing for our marriage. It really was. I mean, uh, she, she was drive up here on weekend, we'd get a hotel and it was just, we just had great times together and we really, really learned to appreciate each other a lot more than we did. And it, you know, it, it, like anything else, it can get humdrum and, you know, just, you just take things for granted and it taught us not to take things for granted. We realized how much, you know, how much we meant to each other. And it was really a good thing. I mean, strange as that sounds, it was really, it really strengthened us a lot. And now I'm living with my son. So we have a, a nice room and shower and bathroom in the basement. And so she's able to come up. She spent four weeks up here this year with me. So, awesome. so it's, it's been a cool deal. It really has. Incredible stuff. Thanks coach. Got it. Now joined by Jaron Rosti. Jaron, everybody probably, if they follow Bethel football, has heard of you, knows a little bit about you. But I want to get to something before I even, you know, we get into the nitty gritty. I have an issue with, with your bio on the roster. And for me, because it says your hometown is Alexandria, I had little birdie told me that maybe your family has moved. We need to adjust that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I think we I think we need to switch switch it up a little bit. Now I technically reside in Glenwood, oh, Minnesota, but which they're would right be, there. It's which close. would be my hometown. So I'm really gonna, okay. I, so I went to Minnewaska High School. Tim Beasley, who's the baseball coach there and, and helps us out with the podcast. He and I have talked extensively. Now we're gonna claim you as the most famous Bethel athlete to come out of Glenwood. So just so you know, <laughs> we're gonna claim you now. You can claim it. I'm good. I'm good with that. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate this for sure. So John asked me a question that I'm now going to direct to you. It feels like you have been there a long time as the starting quarterback at Bethel University. How is it possible that you have another year of eligibility? I mean, it it does feel like forever. I'll be honest. Um, So I graduated high school 2000 and. 17 spent one year at the u of m so i redshirted that year um so there's one extra year i guess and then i started here fall of 2018 um obviously that first year we had a great run uh, under the elite eight of the uh, ncaa playoffs the next year 2019 was my second year uh 2020 covid year so that didn't count uh and we also got the extra year so this year, I guess you could say, is my my COVID year, my third year, and then next year, if I wanted to come back, um, would be my fourth year, the, the year that I redshirted at the U. So, it is weird in, to think, but I, I do technically have another year. Yeah. And you're doing graduate work right now, right? You've have you graduated? Is that? And you're in the, the graduate school program. What's what's the program you're working in? Yeah. So I graduated in May of 2021 with business and political science and five through 12 social studies education. Right now I'm working, I'm in the education graduate program. Uh, so K-12 education with a concentration in special education. So 
program's been really great. Um, it's a little different format. It's, it's essentially, if, if you're a Bethel student, it makes sense if I say it's a bunch of J terms just stacked on top of each other. Um, Cause I take one class for six weeks uh, and that's my only class. And so that my first class actually finished um, this last Friday. And then now I start my second class. So it is a little different. So it's a focus on one class and, and you're going for six weeks. It's pretty intensive, um, but I kind of like the format too. So I'm not hopping from a bunch of different classes throughout the day. So, so not to totally put you on the spot, but, but sort of, there's a lot of people out there wondering, Hey, are we going to get another year of Jaron at quarterback? I think most people would say we'll take it. How do you, how do you think you're going to go about making that decision? And, and maybe not when, cause I don't want you to, you know, have to, break any news here unless you want to obviously we'd love that but no how, how are you thinking about that and how it fits into your life now uh you know for me um especially before this was pre-covid like I, I would have said that I'll be here through 2020 and that's it you know I'll graduate and, and be done obviously with COVID there's been some other circumstances that have chipped in that I first of all decided to come back this year after after I graduated um I knew when the coaches had our meeting uh, way back in the spring of, of 2020 when they said that we wouldn't be playing that fall. Um, I told the coaches immediately I would be back, um, was looking forward to it. And so looking forward to next year, uh, you know, I, I've, I've really enjoyed this fall. Um, it's been one of the, the most fun I've had during a football season. I've really enjoyed the guys. And so that, that definitely adds to uh, the decision process of whether to come back or not. And I'll have a, being in graduate school too, also – like I said, with those circumstances, the MIAC um, allowing that to happen has kind of also made it a, a more difficult decision. So my plan is to finish out this season. Uh, hopefully we can make a run um, deep into the playoffs again. Uh, and then I'll take some time in the spring to, to kind of figure that out. I'll do some traveling, uh, stick my head in the stand in Florida and see if I can uh, come back with a decision. But no, I, like I said, I really, really enjoyed, really, really enjoyed this this fall and it's been really memorable with some amazing people. So like I said, the decision will, the decision will be made. I, I haven't made it yet, um, but it, there's definitely some things to think about. So you said you ended up at the university of Minnesota division one program, preferred walk on, you had that opportunity to go do that thing. What brought you to Bethel? So I've been around Bethel for as long as I can remember. My, my oldest sister graduated uh, high school in 2013 uh, and so when she was looking at schools, she decided to go, she visited two schools, Northwestern and Bethel. Um, the first college visit I went on was with her to Bethel and when I was in eighth grade. So I've been around Bethel for so long, fell in love with the place, um, the campus, the people, uh, faculty, the staff as well. Uh, I've known coach Jay since I was, uh, in 10th grade in high school when he was already recruiting me. Um, and people think it's weird when I say I, when, when I was narrowing down my college decision, I'd. Uh, had chances to go play at a, at a bunch of different schools. And I narrowed it down to the U of M, NDSU, and Bethel, which people thought was a joke because they, they those the very three very different schools. Um, and obviously, NDSU and the U of M are at the Division One level and Bethel's Division Three. But it's it's like I said, it's it's the community. It's the, the people who are here um, that I wouldn't only have the chance to grow in my uh, athletic career, but also grow in my faith, grow as a person. Um, with like-minded people that were going to push me uh, in my faith. So I've been around it for so long. My two older sisters went here. I was had the chance to spend one year with my 
um, sister was two years older than me my first year in 2018. She was just graduating. She was a senior. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but I guess I, I'd be, I've been around it for so long. And, and like I said, the people are phenomenal. So that's how I kind of got introduced to Bethel and, and have been involved with Bethel since. So Jaron, talk a little bit about the, the level of football that's played. Cause part of what we're doing here is we're, we're trying to reach recruits and families and parents. And like you said, University of Minnesota, NDSU, and Bethel, those are very different levels of football. But I think, and Coach Swan, Swanee was on just before you, and he said people kind of sleep on the level of football that's played, not only in the Division Three, but just in the MIAC right in Minnesota. So maybe just talk a little bit about that in terms of kind of your experience with the level of football being played on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the competition and the, the level that's being played in the MIAC, is, it's no joke. I think you look at some of the schools, obviously St. Thomas is no longer in the conference, but you still have St. John. Gustavus is playing at a really high level. Uh, and some of these conference, some of these schools in our conference are gaining division one transfers regularly. Um, and I think you can talk to all of them. And I've, I've certainly had discussions with players from St. John and Gustavus. And we all say the same thing, that the, the level of competition is so high um, at division three. And so, yeah, and then obviously we get you get into the playoffs and you're playing, you know, the North Centrals, the Wheatons, um, Whitewaters, and those are guys that are Division One caliber guys. And there's a reason that so many teams, so many guys in, in the MIAC or in the WIAC, some of these conferences have chances to play at the next level, whether that be a trial with an NFL team or play in the Canadian League or some of these other or leagues around the United States and abroad. It's it just kind of shows the level of competition that we have. Uh, in this conference and like I said I, I've I've had some unique situations with with playing division one playing at the U of M I always uh, recount my first pass I ever threw uh, at the U of M was seven on seven in the summer it was just a 10 yard out route and Antoine Winfield Jr. undercut it picked it off took it for six well that dude is picking off Patrick Mahomes in, in the Super Bowl as well so um, kind of crazy in that sense but there's guys that can do the same thing at this level. Right. And so I think when I first came here, knew that it was a high level, uh, wasn't entirely sure what I was getting into for, for some of it. So, um, and it's not just the teams at the top uh, It's teams, you know, one through 10 all have so much talent. So um, definitely you're coming here to play a high level of football. If you're coming to Bethel or you're coming to the Mayak in general. You spoke to this in talking about the people and this, like what Bethel provides. Your opportunities there have led to some other really cool things, one of which relatively recently being the All-State Good Works team um, and particularly kind of surrounding your experience with the build program at Bethel. Um, I have two questions about that. One, could you describe what that is and what's going on that you do there? And then secondly, you know, we talk about all the time, if we're open and we're willing to give, we get a whole lot more than we give. What are you getting from that program that people might not see? Cause they stop and say, Oh man, you know, the article in the star trip just said 60 hours a week, Jaron Rossi's serving people and people are on the outside go, Oh man, that's so challenging. You're just, you know, you're athlete and doing that. But we know that in serving people, we get a ton too. So what is build and what are you getting from that program? Yeah, so BUILD is a two-year um, residential program with students um, with intellectual disabilities who don't always have the ability to go into post-secondary and attend a four-year university in a traditional sense at a school 
So Bethel provided a, a very unique opportunity where we're the only program in the state of Minnesota um, that is a residential program that allows students to not only live on campus, but be integrated into the learning environment of classes as well. So um, there are specific core build classes for, for the students, but they also are able to take elective classes. So many students at Bethel will have a class in their four years with a student build, whether that be astronomy or pickleball or psychology, basic communication. So they integrate their learning into um, elective classes with traditional students as well. Uh, but it gives them a, a real college experience, which is difficult because not there's not that many universities across the nation that allow that. And so we get students from all over the country that come in, um, are in our program and, and really enjoy and thrive in this environment. And like I said, with your second question, I think a lot of students at Bethel would agree that we as traditional students get so much and learn so much from students and build as well. Um, whether you're working in the build program as a student or job mentor, which is kind of the how I started in the program, or if you're just even going to Thursday night bowling league with them, uh, you just receive so much joy and, and the way that they live their life is so happy hearted. And um, it's just really inspiring to see how they live their everyday life. And like, like I said in the interview, it, it, that, that's the way I aspire to live my life. Uh, and then they just give me so much joy and, and so much um, energy that I might not always have. So I obviously I work in the program now uh, and I just love coming into work every day because I get to work with, with students I, who I know they, they love me, they care about me and they want to see me succeed and vice versa. Obviously I work uh, to see them succeed and, and for them to transition into living independently in this program. And so they can live on their own and, and work, work a job and have their own apartment in the future. That's the whole goal of the program is to develop independent living skills and that's what we do and and so I love showing up to work every day and I think a lot of students around campus like I said will have so much joy whether you're a mentor for them or if you're just saying hi to them in the hallway uh they're always excited to see you and excited to learn from you so that's what the program is and it is like I said it's so much fun uh to be a part of it how many students do you do you get to serve how many are in the program of build so right now I believe there's 28 um, 13 or 14 are in the cohort uh, seven, which is, I work specifically with first year students. And then cohort six was the, was this is the second year students and they live in North village. Um, and my, the first year students live in the first year residential halls. So they live amongst traditional students um, along with housing mentors who are kind of like RAs for the build program. And so the whole idea behind that is learning to live with a roommate, um, away from home, living in a shared community space, shared bathroom, et cetera. And then second year, you transition into North Village, which is cool because that is more apartment style living. So they can learn how to, you know, clean their clean living room, cook in a full kitchen, right? Know how to clean up and, and share a bathroom with, with roommates. So um, it's a really cool setup how we have it. But I think there's 14 in my 13 in my group and 15 in the second year program. So a total of about 28 students. What a gift to be able to be a part of that. Like you say, to get that joy from, from a place that's just, Hey, we get this opportunity, you know, like coach Jay thing. Don't treat as ordinary that, which is extraordinary. Like we, as high school students, a lot of time in the mainstream classroom is like, yeah, our, our next expectation is go to a four-year institution. Well, we take that for granted. We, we choose to say that this is just normal. Well, 
for those students, it's not a norm. And now we've created that, right? Don't treat as ordinary that which is extraordinary. Being there is extraordinary and, and having that joyful heart um, in that service is really awesome. Let's talk a little, let's shift gears just quickly. We're in a place where we got two games left. By the time this comes out, there will be one. Uh, you know, what has the year been for you on field? And, you know, what are the goals going forward? You talked a little about making the deep playoff run. What's that going to take? Yeah. So like the year has been, like I said before, it's been a lot of fun, obviously shifted gears a little bit with um, offense coordinator, uh, Greg Peterson was my offensive coordinator in 2018 through 2020. Uh, So happy for him that he was able uh, to get that athletic director job and he's thriving in that, that role. And I've talked to him numerous times and he, and he loves it. So now shifting a little, we've, we've shifted a few things on the offense, haven't changed a ton. Um, but a few different things that AJ Parnell has brought in um, have been really, really good for me. I think that he's allowed me to, to improve as, as a player and a person um, and just sharpen some aspects of my game that I didn't always have before. I think I'm with him and then Matt Houston, who is uh, kind of our uh, passing game coordinator. He works with the wide receivers. They, they've given me a lot, uh, pushed me a lot to improve my, um, down the field throwing ability um, and just takes pressure off of, off of the run game and the offensive line. So uh, the way we structured it, we've been, we've been successful this season. Um, obviously we're, we're continuing to hone in on some stuff and get in and try to figure out how to, how to finish drives, finish, finish scoring in the red zone. Um, but yeah, it's, I think right now we're, we're seven and one um, and then fighting for, this is a championship game in its own this weekend. So, cause the, the winner, against Augsburg will go to the Mayak championship game. So uh, if we can take care of business uh, this weekend, the, the date with St. John's on the 13th looms large. So it'll be a really fun game. Uh, and I, and I think whether or not you have to win or lose to make the playoffs, right. If we win, we're in. So that's kind of our mindset. We win these last two games. We're in the playoffs. Um, and that's what we have to do to start the deep playoff run is, is, is get into the playoffs in the first place. So um that's our mindset. Take care of those two games. Uh, and then it's in our hands. We, we don't have to, you know, hope that someone else loses or hope that something changes. We just have to win these two and we're in. So it's in front of us and we just have to take care of business. That's the plan. What an incredible mindset to have, you know, not only football, you know, but this is about life too, right? Take care of your own business. Stop worrying about cheering for other people to lose or make mistake or do all that stuff. Do your stuff, right? Be, be accountable to who mm-hmm. you are and who you want to be and live your life in a certain way. And, and I think that's one of the gifts that Bethel brings to young men like you and older, but still young men like us that are, are living the same way and are challenged in the same way to live a life of faith and of brotherhood and of community. And uh, I, Jaron, I, Appreciate you taking time. I know your time is really valuable right now, but I know that you um, uh, continue to give to your teammates and to those people that you're working with in the build program. And, and like Jamie said, there's no accounting for giving and how much we actually get back in return. So appreciate you joining us for this conversation today. Yeah. Thanks guys. I appreciate it. You're doing a great job. Love it. We are now joined by Jay Hill Brands, former BU wide receiver and current, I, this is one of my questions for you, Jay, Senior Associate Athletic Director for External Relations. 
that's a long title, my man, but yeah. welcome to the podcast. How you doing? Hey, I'm great. Thanks, John and, and Jamie. Appreciate you guys doing this. I've been fortunate to listen to the first couple episodes and you know it has a big impact on, on the Bethel family. So thanks for taking the time. It's um, great to be able to join you. Absolutely. J- John mentioned your title. He didn't say where you are doing that. You are now a part of another family. You are a, a, a Husky at the University of Washington. What is it that you do and how did you get there? Because that's a pretty cool job working in athletics at a major institution in the Pac-12. No, I appreciate the question. Yeah, been super fortunate to be at uh, a couple of awesome institutions along the way. And, and now we're in year four at the University of Washington. It's been a, a tremendous experience here. And a great question about what, what I do here, um, you know, oversee our external relations team. And so what, what does that mean? Um, our marketing, our, our communications, PR, branding, digital media, social media. So everything we're doing and messaging outside of the University of Washington, you know, publicly is um, something that I'll have a hand in and, and have a fantastic group of, of staff members that can work alongside every day. Um, Athletic Director Jen Cohen, who's you know, the, the best leader that I've ever been around and just to watch her um, in, a, in a setting like this at the, the level that we're at with the amount of coaches and student athletes. We have 650 student athletes here and, um, you know, our, our 22 sport programs and, you know, 200 plus staff members. And, and just to be a part of it, watch somebody like that after my time at Bethel and, and just getting a taste for, you know, the the college athletic scene. Um, and so now being in, in this position has been uh, absolutely uh, a, a great privilege for me. So take us back. You said, I mean, you were at Bethel. We were talking before we hit record. We're all small town guys from relatively the same area in Minnesota. Tell us how, how'd you get to Bethel and, and what was that like making, making that jump? Yeah, I love the, the small town connection. So I'm from Clara city. So not too far from where John grew up in a couple hours from, from Nicollet, where Jamie is from. Uh, but Bethel was something that uh, I knew about uh, because I uh, had a cousin that went to Bethel. Um, and then my, my sister, one of my two sisters, uh, went to Bethel, and she's three years older than me. So once she got on campus, I started to you know, follow the athletic department, the football program, basketball programs, and, and what they were doing. And so that really led me there. And just being able to connect with some of the coaches throughout the recruiting process and going from, you know, a small town to the big city was an intimidating, you know, an intimidating uh, start to a college journey, but, you know, super grateful for, you know, that process and being able to really get a feel for, you know, what, what the university can offer and seeing that through my sister, through my cousin, through some family friends that were um, alumni as well was, you know, a big part of the, you know, the, the reason that decided to, uh, to go to BU. You had a pretty awesome journey in your experience there as, as an athlete, you got to be a part of that 2010 team that, that wins a region title and gets to be in the final four. You were also part of maybe the craziest experience I've ever witnessed at a football game, the Moorhead game when they run out on the field and then you score the game winner, you know, shortly after there's a penalty it was a wild deal. I, I mean, I was there. It was, it was crazy. It was a little bit surreal. I was trying to explain it to John before we pressed record, but like you were a matchup nightmare because you were a big dude. What, like, I don't know. It's hard to articulate how that experience 
of playing at a high level because I think a lot of people think division three, you know, how does that experience help you in the position you're at right now? Totally. And, and yeah, you're right. And in the 2010 season was a time when I had suffered a season ending injury. So I didn't get to be a part of actually playing on the field at the end of it out in, in uh, Alliance, Ohio at Mount union. But I think, you know, hopefully one of the things we'll get into is just the growth from that, you know, that experience of not being on the, be able to be on the field and competing. And um, then you go to 2013, the, the last year that I was there and we were fortunate to win a, a MIAC title and you know how incredible that was. Uh, but the experience at Bethel and how it's prepared me for this time at Washington, there's just a ton of um, similarities in, in being a student athlete and now working on, you know, the administrative uh, side of the house. And I think just some of the lessons that I, that I learned, the, uh, you know, the, the life um, principles that were taught and instilled from coaches that are still there doing it now. And you talk about coach Johnson and somebody who had, you know, the, the biggest impact on me is, is Greg Peterson. Now, you know, our, our new athletic director and, you know, he was the offensive coordinator, worked with wide receivers. And that was, you know, if you're talking to my parents you know, about this and it's like, that was the reason that, that I went to Bethel was because of, of the connection with PD and just felt like, Hey, this is, this is a guy that, you know, as, as a parent, you want to, you, you trust him to take care of your son. And now as a new dad, you know, that's, that's all you can ask for. And, and PD was always there as well, you know, the whole staff, I mean, you, you talked to Swanee and, um, he's, he's the best, but that, that whole crew and how much they care about you, um, as a person. And I think now being on, on this side of it and being able to give back because that experience I had at Bethel and, and doing the same for our student athletes and for, you know, the staff that I get to work with and, and oversee and lead, um, those principles are the same. And so I think that's probably been, you know, the thing that, that you think about every day when you wake up and, um, you know, I'm, I'm taking what, you know, whether it's big or small something from Bethel, you know, each and, and every day and, and trying to continue to, to build upon that, but to have, you know, the incredible leadership that you have there to have the teammates that you have there, the, the brotherhood and, and what that teaches you and, and, and how you want to be a leader, how you want to be, you know, a, a husband and a father and a friend and, and all those things are, you know, just such an integral part of, of everyday life now. And um, so fortunate for that experience at Bethel because it really shaped you know, I would I wouldn't be here now at, at the University of Washington in this position if it weren't for those people at Bethel who poured into me in the good times, the bad times, you know, and so I'm, I'm forever indebted and, and grateful for that. Who else in your life has, you know, helped you? I mean, obviously, Bethel's a big part of it, but whether it be your parents, your wife, whoever, who else has contributed to developing you as, as a man and a father right now? Uh, my parents um, are amazing. Like they gave me everything that you could ever dream of and every opportunity, the support, you're never missing any events, but, you know, being there when you talk about the injury or things, you know, when things weren't great, like they've been by my side and supportive every step of the way. And now they farm back in, in Clara city still, and I'm out in Seattle and I'm not back on the farm. And that's, that's a tough thing, right? It's tough for me. It's tough for my dad, for my mom, but how supportive they've been on, on this journey is, is, um, is incredible. And then you mentioned my wife, who's, you know, I, I don't have words for her and, and she's a, a Bethel um, alum, a volleyball player, same class. And uh, the way that she challenges me, you know, to be a, a better husband, just a better dad, a better person. And 
and how she lives that out um, has been, you know, so amazing. Like, you know, I, I couldn't have, have dreamt of, of that and to have that now and be able to do this together. And, you know, we talk about Bethel all the time and how that brought us together. And now we get to make, you know, our own family and go our own way and, and bring Bethel with us and, and make an impact that way. So those, those are the, the three people, my, my sisters too, and, and their families have had a huge impact on me, but, you know, just, um, there are so many people, but, you know, those are the, the folks that you're with the most from, from day one and are with you every, every step of the way. Man, I, I, I can't help but think, I, I, I'm sure other programs have this experience where everybody speaks similarly and not everybody, obviously not everybody coming out of Bethel has the same experience, but to hear you say, you know, every day there's something that comes up that reminds me of my time and it's something that I can use. And, and Swanee said, like in our conversation, this place will train, this place will change you if you let it. Right. And what an incredible gift. And again, I hope other programs are figuring out how to do that too, but I know that Bethel does it. So you mentioned getting injured and I, I guess I didn't even think about that. I, I had an injury my freshman year. I was going to play basketball and football both and had an injury and almost quit. I, I got lazy, got out of shape, poor me, the whole thing. Right. And, and I can remember very specific conversations with Rick Meyer, who was my brother's teammate. And he came up to me, he found me in the hall and he's like, dude, what is going on? And, and I remember having a 30 minute conversation with him about it and him just seeking me out and having that conversation. And so talk a little bit about your injury and what, what that was like mentally, emotionally to be a part of that team, but also not in some ways. Yeah, no, absolutely. John, I think as a lot of us and, and not to speak for, for either you or, or Jamie, but my identity was really tied up in, in football and, and sport overall you know, from coming from high school and this was my sophomore season and you're 19 years old and trying to figure it out. Right. And navigate all, all the things that, that are, uh, that are thrown your way. And then all of a sudden that kind of comes in and, and football's removed and it, it definitely is a, is a wake up call, right? Like what matters and what doesn't matter. And I think um, that was probably the, you know, talking about a, a season that like a make or break, like the time and the response to that and, and the adversity and what that teaches you. And, I think, you know, going back to the previous comment about every day, thinking about, um, you know, how Bethel impacts me, like that adversity, like every day we're going to face adversity, right? And that could be a, that could be a big thing. That can be a small thing. But I think just that whole season, the next, you know, eight, nine weeks of, of watching on the sideline and, and finding a different role within the team and um, finding your purpose other than, than being on the field and, and how you can make a difference. That's, you know, that's a, a life lesson that, you know, I carry with me now every day. Um, but one of the things, you know, it goes back to the people too, and, and talking about Coach Petey, but Justin Byers, who's still at BU, he was our, our head um, football athletic trainer. And I think about the time that Justin poured into me, right? Justin's a dad, a husband. And just after that, there were other guys that were banged up, but, you know, the appointments at, you know, at, at uh, the clinic and physical therapy, all those things going out of his way to, to care about me as a person, is something that still, um, you know, really uh, has a big impact on me. And I think, you know, just how to treat people was one of the things that, that Bethel, you know, that shows and, and displays and models so well. Um, so, so going through that and, and having people who are able to encourage you and challenge you in different ways when you're not, you know, being able to run a route or, or do something 
um, in the game, like, what are you going to do? And are you going to feel sorry for yourself, for yourself? And, um, you know, it, it's all this, this me mentality, right? That's, that's where we are as a, as a society. Like, what am I going to get out of it? But, you know, Coach Johnson talks about, you know, give your heart away for free. And, you know, we were talking before we, when we got on, you know, about uh, when, when you give, right, instead of get, like the impact and, and the feeling that you get back is, is so much greater. And I think that season really taught me that. And I think the, you know, the maturity um, level going into the, you know, the, the, the future years at Bethel was, was totally different because of that. And so it sounds weird to say, but I'm grateful that I, that I had to do that. I would have obviously loved to be out there playing with the guys and, and making that run, but, you know, the next 10, 15, 20 years and, and how that will forever impact me. That's, that's the part that, uh, that really sticks with me. I think you said something that, you know, if I'm a parent, out there you said it about pd like, like he, he cares about you you're willing to give your your child over to there right we i have a daughter yeah. we have one on the way you your new dad also like thinking about how do you give your kid to a program well when you're hurt when you're injured you become less than in a, in a lot of colleges and I, I don't speak for everyone i actually played and competed at another institution and had an injury myself and you kind of get pushed aside, not all the time, right? Especially not from the guys, but sometimes from the coaches, you feel that way. Bethel wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. They lift, they brought you into the fold. They pulled you back in. Somebody's going to hunt you down in the hallway and say, what is going on, man? I, I, we love you. We care about you. We need you no matter what you can do physically. And, um, that is, that is a gift. And I hope you are able to give that to your, your athletes out there as well. And I know that you're doing that. We are incredibly grateful. You chose to speak to your experience there and, and how that's shaped your opportunities out there. Cause you're doing really cool things and, and we wanted to highlight what you're up to, but how this place again, keeps giving uh, a great stuff to us. And, and thanks for joining us. Appreciate you. Good luck. Go Huskies. Um, Pat Parnell will be really happy. I just said that <laughs> out loud. Uh, well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Jamie. And thanks to John for, uh, for doing this and for the opportunity. And it's just such a special place. So I'm glad that we get to highlight it and people can, can hear about it. So thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of we are BU. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another fantastic conversation. In the meantime, Check out the Bethel Athletics website for up-to-date scores, team schedules, highlights, all those sorts of things. The biggest thing that we ask about this and our goal is to grow one another, to get better every day. Subscribe, follow, and share it with somebody that you think may find value. It's a great day to be a Royal. See you next time.